0: Try to say this, Mr. Knox, please. Through three cheese trees, three free fleas flew. While these fleas flew, Freezy Breeze blew, Freezy Breeze made these three trees tre- freeze. Owen. Freezy trees made freeze. Owen. Cheese, tree- Dude, shut up. I'm trying to listen to taste like fried chicken. Broadcasting from the meager shelter offered by the awning out front of the women's empowerment and sex toy shop in downtown Halifax, this is taste like fried chicken. Another
1: heater from the burner sparking a lot of fluid. If you could find a crew that's any to find the do it. Now what kind of music echoes through the catacomb? Home is where the heart is, so the heartless never had a home.
0: Hello, people, how are you doing? This is Taste Like Fried Chicken, episode uh, 5 or 4, depending on how you're counting it, and I am excited. Today we have, as our special guest, Amber P from the Black Sexy Geeky and Mental Podcast, and holy crap, is that ever awesome. Uh, she's uh, rad, and you will find out that uh, for yourself in a bit. But just before that, um, I would like to do a little bit of housekeeping. Our voicemail is one 888 882 887 we are coming to you courtesy of the Chonilla.com network. And uh, if you guys aren't familiar with them yet, you really should be. But um, their Twitter uh, is at Clovisaurus and at SheRasaurus, respectively. And um, thanks for the show, Chonilla. This is some really fun shit and uh, really glad to be here. And I just wanted to mention our theme song here is Lifers by the Backburner Crew from their Heatwave album. If you're enjoying that, please check it out. And uh, with no further ado, uh Chill uh, is here with me tonight, and so is Amber. Amber, chill, how you guys doing? Cool.
1: What's going on, Amber?
0: I'm rocking on right on. Well, um like I I said in the intro there and I'll try not to be too uh dorky about it, but uh I really appreciate you coming on with us. Um I've enjoyed your show uh, ever since I started listening to it and also our conversations we've had. Um just personally and uh it's really great to have you here. So, I was thinking I would do like a question for each letter and uh you know, do a uh structure like that, but then I came up with questions and they didn't fit. So, fuck it. Okay, because uh, that sounds kind of like a uh, sleepover game. Yeah. Like, okay, Janet, it's your turn. You pick a letter. No, you pick a letter.
1: Save my hair. All right here.
0: Alright, we're going to have to play spin the bottle after. You got a bottle, don't you, chill?
1: Yeah. Several. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, awesome. here we go.
2: Where, where do you... Oh, never mind. What's well, that? Move along. Oh, I was gonna okay. say, where do you store them? But I I couldn't get. I was gonna make a dirty <coughs> joke, but I couldn't. I couldn't piece it together in time, and then the window passed.
0: So, right. well, blah, luck, blah, blah, blah. well, luckily for us, I um I get to uh, you know ask weird questions when I want. So, chill. You ever stored a bottle in any orifice on your body?
1: Not in my body.
0: No, but others. Hell yeah. Okay, so does that cause like vacuum issues? Does the air get pushed out and then like? Suction stuff, or you wouldn't use a cap for that.
1: Why don't you try it for yourself? Why don't you <laughs> that out? Then you have a story to tell. Goddamn it! How about that one? <laughs> you
0: know right. I mean? No problem. I just understand like things. It seems like things got a little rowdy after hours at the uh, sex chat line. So you know.
1: Nah, but you know, like you know, coming up, you, know, you did hear these these weird stories about her. Uh, you know, using bottles. Like, he was this one, you know, because, you know, I grew up in the age of, you know, that, that, uh, of heavy metal and all that shit, you know what I'm saying? And it was a, a weird Motley Crue story. I was a teenager at the time, and supposedly one of the guys from Motley Crue used uh, uh, a wine bottle or some shit like that. And, you know, he fucked a woman with it and shit. And the story was... That the suction, you know, you in and out, and that suction kind of like pulls some of her insides out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, but you know, when you're 14, 15, you believe that shit. <laughs> I don't just know if I believe that shit now. I'm sitting there. Uh, I've been there and done that. Can't say that uh, I believe that shit right now, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my cervix hurts. Oh. It, yeah, well, you know, it depends on who's doing it to you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to get the right motherfucker to put that bottle up in that pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you got a motherfucker don't know what he's doing. Yeah, okay, yeah, it might hurt, but if you not got a motherfucker know what they're doing, hey, she can put a couple bottles up in the pussy and she <laughs> make makes drinks up in that motherfucker if you want to. <laughs> you uh-huh. Put the lemon all that good shit, you know what I'm oh saying? And open, your mu- yeah, and open your mouth and just, you know what I'm saying? There
0: you go. I'll never look and at and a after, big gulp the same after, way again.
2: After the youth <laughs> convection, you can open like a oh, little food oh,
0: truck. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Now, sorry to, to divert here, but uh, I heard the grossest thing the other day. They found these... Uh, um, Excavations I don't in, like this. in in Peru, uh, very very old uh-huh. ones, and um, p- um, part of um, the, uh, the no. excavations were these glass clay jars that were used to store alcohol. And apparently, that particular culture only had one source of yeast for their liquor. Guess what? No, no, no. <laughs> Traces of vaginal yeast were used oh. to make this stuff. So, and apparently, they could only get like two or three uh, percent. Alcohol out of it So If you wanted to get drunk On yeast beer You really had to Chug that shit
1: Now see mm, God damn I just Really I mean goddamn, damn I don't know what's worse That or You know the people That spit You know what I'm saying To, to ferment their, their alcohol You uh, know people Everybody take turns Spitting in the pot And then you got this woman Sitting there and Just stirring the mash or Whatever the, fork, the corn mash <laughs> And everybody Just learn, like What the fuck is this shit Like a big That's some hillbilly shit you know what?
2: I've I've never been more content to be ignorant about a topic in my life. I I do not want to know what is what that situation is about at all because I want to sleep tonight and I want to sleep well. <laughs>
1: Well it's all important right. that you know a little bit about everything. Don't you nope. think? No, <laughs> no. Nah,
2: nah. I, I my cervix hurts now. Uh I think I have some phantom itches uh <laughs> thinking about the the, the, the youth infections <laughs> that all these poor girls are
0: having. Um <sighs> Yeah, all of this from a bomb joke, but anyhow, yeah. all of this came hey, about. This, this is what go, happens when we get a real good quality guest on, uh, you know, a good podcasting guest, they um, are willing to throw the conversation off before it even gets started, so I appreciate that. Oh, I'm, my tangents have tangents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I've I've listened to your show, or at least the parts of it that uh, that I could get through. It's usually, I find like about an hour in, I I just, Press stop, Listen to something else. Come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> We're four ten away. I'm like, no, okay. I followed the last three. This one, this one, I'm going to take a break, rewind it in a little bit, and get back to it. But it always does come around. Like it's very rare that you mention something and don't finish it off, which is impressive. And um, the other, like, really impressive thing I find about your show specifically is like, uh, I don't know how you do it by yourself. Like, I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I know your show is a diary more than it is a podcast, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it sounds like a podcast a lot of the time. It's certainly not, like, something you can't listen to because it's your diary, you know what I mean? And you're often saying, Mm -hmm. like, I want my show to be my show. I want my show to come back to what it is Mm -hmm. for you. And obviously the people that listen to it and love it are going with that because, I don't know, we keep downloading. So, like, I guess what I'm asking is, like... How how hard is that? Like, is that is that sort of part of – is that an easy thing for you? It seems like such a challenge to me, doing it by yourself.
2: It's, no, I love it, and it's great. And one of the things – okay, so part of the genesis of the show was um, – well, it was a lot of things. But one of the things was I had a, a white guy friend or have a white guy friend, and we were thinking of doing a show together about kind of sci-fi stuff. And uh, he he knew that I wanted to do race stuff, and he did too. And we wanted it to be about a lot of stuff. And, like, every other episode was going to be about race because I wanted to talk about a lot of race stuff. And he was like, "Ah, maybe we want to spread out the race stuff. And I'm not saying he was wrong, but I began to realize it's like it it seems like my interests are too much – for a lot of people. And it's kind of like, Oh, so we're going back to race again, or, you know, where we sure are talking about sex in ways that are uncomfortable. You know, your, <laughs> that bottle thing was kind of, you know, gross. And, you know, it, it, you know, people who couldn't take a topic that I would bring up. So it's nice to have a place where I can, you know, tell the bottle story <laughs> that we right. talked about. <laughs> and, and I could talk about, you know, being in the psychiatric hospital and I can talk about issues about race in sci-fi and talk about Doctor Who for a half hour and not care that somebody doesn't give a fuck about who Doctor Who is, Yeah. you know, and that that was liberating because it's like people are looking at their watches when I start talking about certain issues because it's like, can we start talking about tits again? And it's like, <laughs> but, I, but I wanted to talk about issues of, you know, gentrification and it's like, again with the boobs. And so, so I love it because it's a chance for me to, you know, get through things that I don't normally get to. So that's my favorite part.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense. So, so yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Yeah, the hard part is sort of what you said about the, you know, you get through an hour and then you come back. It's like thinking about the audience in that way. It's, you know, if it weren't for the damn audience, the show would be perfect. Um, So uh, (laughs) if
0: if they weren't getting in the way, um, there is this weird. (laughs) Oh, shit. That wasn't too much feedback, was it? was, but no, oh, don't worry fine. about it. Sorry. Uh, no, uh,
2: there is, uh, it's, it's, it, I am ridiculous because you're my friend. We're friends, right? Oh, totally.
0: Uh, I like, cool, I because... feel that I'm really good friends with chill and I've never seen her face to face other than Skype or whatever. And that's the same deal with you. But like, I share share stuff with you. I don't share with my friends. So
2: yeah, I would say so. Okay, cool. Cool. Cause I talked about it in my last show.
0: Awesome. Of drunk,
2: so So. <laughs> So that's good. When I say drunk, it's in quotes. But anyhow, it's it's a yeah. whole thing. But anyway, where was I? I was saying a thing. Uh, about, about how, how audi- hard
0: it was, yeah. And like, oh, yeah. So the, with audience-, the audience,
2: it's like, um, okay, so why is it? Okay. Amber, breathe. I, I will not turn this into my show. I'm going to act like a normal person and remember that it's not my show. Okay. Um, so let me, let me be pithy about it. I I do it as a podcast and not just record it and listen to myself because I know that there are other people who can relate in some way. And it's nice to be witnessed because if I want to talk about certain things, I realize the only place I could talk about a lot of this stuff was in like support groups or to people who were paid to listen to me. You know what I mean? So it was it's nice to kind of have a one way conversation with people. But there is still this part of my mind that's like, you know, I you know, the people who are waiting to hear about, oh, my gosh, what is it like to be in a psychiatric hospital and not let them let you leave? Is the movie uh, Girl Interrupted true? And by the way, the hospital I was in is the hospital from Girl Interrupted. No way. And. Yeah, it was the same one. Wow. And Yeah, it's changed a lot. But, you know, Still. and so, like, those people are like, really, we got to hear about season four of Doctor Who? You know, I talk about Doctor Who a lot. It's the whole thing. <laughs> and so there is this weird thing of I don't want to have to think about – I don't want to have to think about the audience, but I do think about the audience, and I don't want to have to do four different shows. So it's a weird – Hodgepodge show. I don't know if
0: that makes sense. Well, like as a as a fan, you know, again, hopefully not too much feedback, but we can cut anything you don't like. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I I find the uh, approach you take really refreshingly awesome, and that's why I keep listening. It's like, you know, like there's there's podcasts out there that I can listen to that remind me of other podcasts, and usually. Uh, I have one that I'm already invested in that I love, and I don't get into the next one. But, like, yours has got its own category, and it really, uh, yeah, like, that that sort of hodgepodge approach um, where you're sort of questioning what we're saying about what you're saying while you're saying it at the same time as questioning yourself for questioning it, like, uh, that's awesome. I'm still listening. I like it. I don't, you know. Like you say, people know exactly where the fast forward button is. So fuck them, right? Yeah.
2: And there are podcasts that I, well, you know, there's 20% of every podcast I listen to that I, you know, can't stand. And the way I put it is that for some shows, it's a harder 20% than others. (laughs) And there's not one podcast. There's not one podcast I listen to that I haven't had to fast forward through, <laughs> usually with something with regards to politics or sexuality or something that yeah. so it's just like i ah, I can't put up with this so for so, our, so for sorry? sorry
0: to interrupt sorry yeah. uh for our show, it's no. mostly the chill parts right Oh bless, those <laughs> are the ones i I boost the volume ah, I'm like. Ah.
1: Uh, see, see, nigga, with your shit-talking ass With your shit-talking ass, nigga Fuck you, nigga, with your no-pussy-getting fucking ass with Jack off in the fucking basement With them women tied up in your goddamn end. Yeah, fuck you, nigga chainsaw and fucking cut-titty-off ass What the fuck? Uh, uh, Amber, go ahead and tell the people what you were saying about how you boost the volume when when my part of the show come up. Please continue, Miss Ma'am. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think that that chill is an awesome uh, 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 balance for you. And also when I have the volume up, I usually hear a little, help me. <laughs> and, and I was like, is it. that from Owen's place? What is that? Help
0: yeah. me.
2: And it's like, hmm.
0: What's that all about with a Canadian accent? I don't know what that's about. So, Uh, anyway. By the way, like, and I I haven't actually checked out the Black Eye Who Tips uh, excellent sponsorship deal they have going with Adam and Eve. Give that a look, people, uh, if you're in the market. But do they carry ball gags in bulk for no reason, specifically? Like, (laughs) does anybody know? Chill, I know you've uh, perused that website a fair amount.
1: Man, Adam and Eve got whatever the fuck you want, man. <laughs> but you know what? But when you dealing with shit like that, like, you know, when it comes to to, to issues of bondage thing you know, like like cat and nine tail all that shit, basically what I found is better to just go to a, a specialty shop because yeah. they have mm-hmm. the they got the shit. Okay, I mean if you if you're in that that ball and gag shit and all, that, you go take your ass to a specialty shop. Don't don't go to you know, don't don't go to a sex shop. You know, a general sex. shop. Go yeah. to a specialty shop and get that shit. Am yeah. I am I right or wrong, Miss 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 Amber yeah. P? Am I, am yeah.
2: I, yeah, and thank you. Yeah, and and you want to bring your sub or bring your dom? Yeah,
1: yeah, you have to. You I mean, it's, 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 it, and a lot, a lot of people they you know they, they look at S and M on the surface. I'm like, eh, that's weird shit. But you know, it's it's a lot of shit that they don't get. You know, it's, it's a wow. I mean, that that whole subculture is just like. It's awesome. It's awesome. You know yeah, what I'm I mean, saying? I mean, if, you're
2: just, if you're just playing around and it's an accessory, then go for it. But like, don't hurt yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Even with
2: like restraints, it's like, oh, some of that stuff will, you know, yeah. make your yeah. fingers
0: fall off. You gotta know yeah. what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I mean, because if you're if you're if you're into those, I mean, if you if you're into that shit, I mean, if if you're seriously into that shit. That equipment and shit is no joke. Like cock rings, I mean, yeah. like you know, like I mean, shit like that. I mean, they got nipple clamps. I mean, they, they They just have shit that it's really, it's really no fucking joke. Like I say, maybe you know, uh, one of these days I'll, I'll you know, uh, tell a few stories, you know, because uh, uh, you know I, I, I've been a mistress, in, you know, you know, oh, back yeah. in the day, you know, so, so you know, I'll tell you some of these stories about the. These guys who just wow, just kinda of blew my mind but yeah, it's it, it's a lot that, that people understand and it and it it, and it goes to psychology too. You know, it's just not it's mm-hmm. it's, it's really not even about sex, you know, it's really mm-hmm. not even about sex because true mysteries they, they don't they don't have sex with their slaves. They don't. Mm-hmm. They yeah, do. am I right a, or wrong if they have a peace.
2: Absolutely. I've never I've only been a friend of the family in the kink community because they didn't judge me. When I did burlesque, so I as a friend of the family, but uh, but so just so you know that I'm I'm not a poser. I don't want to put myself off as, as though I was all up in it and then get found out to be a poser. But uh, absolutely, it's it's not about sex.
0: Yeah, I, thank you. I, I'm the same way. Like I never I never had any uh, p- personal involvement in that community, but a buddy of mine uh, who I lived with for a long time, who's awesome. Um, dated a professional dominatrix for a while and i had enough friends of mine that are sort of in that community that i feel like i got an a view of how deep that pool is you know what i mean like because a lot of people really think of it just like oh you're tied up whips and chains and that's the end of it but it's really actually more of like a full lifestyle approach to the world you know what i mean like it's It's not it's, it's really not about sex the sex part of mm-hmm. it is is the thing that distinguishes you from the rest of society in a sense like that's the place where people um, go like yeah and they sort but you of know back what? of it
1: but you know what Owen the, yeah. the thing about it is you know when when you when you're dealing with submissives see this is the surprising part the way they live their everyday lives is total opposite there's the mm-hmm. total opposite you know like like you know Deal with dudes who are total slaves, submissives, whatever. In their everyday life, they're CEOs, they're bosses, mm-hmm. they're heads of households. That's why I say it's the whole psychology, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a whole psychology that comes into play. See, these people, they're used to having the power. They always have to make it work. They are the ones that have to hold this down, they they have to make it happen. They're running shit, they're under constant pressure. You know what I'm saying? I that mean, that's just what it is. They're always in control in their everyday lives. You know what I'm saying? and you know when they you know go to their secret little world it's just like you know fuck this you know now i'm i mean, look you, i mean i don't know why that particular world seems to work for them but that's usually what it is and it's like when they get there it's just like okay, okay i don't i don't, but, I don't I want to give the orders anymore i just i'm just oh my god i will do whatever you say to okay. i mean
0: yeah sorry but uh isn't that one side of it, like to to me, those are the guys that are in the closet about it, aren't they? Like they're not the people that are are able to live that way day to day. Like a lot of people in that community don't have uh, uh, another life, isn't that right? Yeah, but
1: that's but see that's that's but that's usually no. I don't want to see no. I mean that's. <laughs> Mistresses don't walk around in, in mistress attire all fucking day. They don't walk no, around in, no. and, and style have boob and shit all fucking day. No, bro. You, <laughs> no, you that's have not a, what I'm talking um, about. Now, no, no, Now, unless you, uh, unless you, I mean, now, when I say unless you actually do that for a living, that's different. You know, but, 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 mistresses, no, they have everyday lives.
0: No, you know? no, no. You're missing my point. I'm not, I'm not saying that they, they dress like that all the time. What I'm saying is that there is a part of that community whose permanent partner is their slave and who's like not in a position where they have to hide their relationship at work. I, I, my thought was, and maybe this is just a stereotype I have was that like the people that go to mistresses in secret, like you said, they have the secret life where they want to be dominated and they normally dominate. Those are the people who pose or sorry, maybe that's the wrong word, but who appear to be uh, your average heterosexual married uh, company running dude. Isn't that, isn't that right like isn't there a segment of the community that that lives that way uh day to day not not like wearing crazy outfits and and uh, walking around uh, on it with a collar on all the time i don't mean that but i mean that that they set up their uh monogamous or whatever permanent relationship uh based on what they want which is a slave or a dad or whatever
1: i'm sure there are but ain't that many of them walking around you know what i'm saying you know and if there are you know, how many how many of their partners are willing, you know, uh, themselves to just embrace it, you know, and just ride out with it, you know. Right. Yeah, what you said, yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, you know, when you have these guys that that, that are running these companies and then, you know, like to, you know, get their ass whooped and all that shit and, and like to lick boots and the bottom people's boots and just, you know, pretty much be a, a, a total animal, treat like an animal. I mean, how many of their wives are going to... You know, because it's like you say, it's just like what Amber said at the beginning. She didn't want to be looked like, you know, she didn't want to be thought of as a perv. You know, I mean, it, that, that whole, all of that comes into play. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I mean, usually it's like you do that because you have no choice because it's like, how many of them dudes, why are going to sit there and, and and embrace that? And, and you know, they gonna be like, hell no, get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. Something wrong with you? You know, but yeah. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Totally get what you're saying. Yeah, totally that, getting...
2: that's one I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, and it was, well, I don't know. That's a whole, we could do three shows on the <laughs> King community, on, on the awesome on the, the awesome side of me hanging out with them, the not-so-awesome side of me hanging out with them. but I don't know. It's, yeah. it's a whole thing. but. Hey, Amber. But I was I was grateful for the experience, yeah. Have you
1: ever uh, been to a dungeon? Yes. More than yeah? One. Yeah? What what'd you think? What would you think? i mean seriously i mean seriously um,
2: seriously what do you think about it it
1: was
2: it was interesting it was interesting. it was fascinating yeah it was fascinating mm. i mean it's it, it uh, i mean i i wasn't vanilla by that time, so it was there was a lot of giggling, but but now we can't you know now retelling the story. It's not like oh my god. It's like eh. you've seen one flogging. You've seen yeah. one person yeah. you know being electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or not. What's the technical term? That wand. What's the wand? Uh, the, the purple man. wand with the electricity thing. It's not with a cal-
0: pr- cataprod.
2: No, no, no. Oh, my dear.
1: Oh, are you trying to kill
0: people. I was going to no, say, I don't, no, I don't know just, what wand you zap people with. Sorry.
2: Too no, f- it doesn't. Uh, obviously, it doesn't kill you. You can get it at, like, the store It's uh, or, like, a kink store. It doesn't hurt. I mean, it, it kind of hurts. It gives you, like, a sensation. It's like a muscle yeah.
0: stimulator or whatever. It makes you muscle jump yeah, or
2: something. Yeah. yeah, So, anyhow, like, stuff like that and, like, Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 fascinating and it's it's really interesting, but yeah, it wasn't my thing. I was I was spanked a couple times and it was it was, and but I don't know, it's not my thing. And I spanked somebody once or flogged somebody once. I was like, yeah, it's not my thing. Yeah. Oh, you you were I actually mean, I like spanked. Getting... Yeah, I mean, well, it was more like it was a party. Everybody else was getting spanked, and I was in an outfit, and I liked attention. So <laughs> it was just nice to be the center of attention. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You know, wow. so, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really my thing. I just the I mean being smacked in the ass and getting it from behind, that's one thing, but not like
1: flogged. Yeah. So. It's, it, uh, yeah, that's, cause I'm like, those are two totally different things right there. You know, you get exactly. uh, different. Yeah, you the bag Yeah, you get different the back. Shit, shit, it's all love. <laughs> but to have a motherfucker. Exactly. See, that's, that's 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 like with me. It's like, mm, ain't no way in here motherfucker to beat my ass for no, no fucking reason. Not, nah, no. Nah, we we we'll we mm-hmm. fight. We'll be some fighting asses up in that motherfucker. Adam, <laughs> you know. But strangely enough. I have no problem beating a motherfucker. I have no problem beating the shit out of a motherfucker. Yeah, Absolutely. Was
2: so, oh, I wasn't into that either. I don't know. It just it wasn't my thing. I, You know, what's that saying? Your kink is not my... What is it? Oh, there's a saying. Your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay. So yeah. that was my yeah. thing.
1: Hey, you know me. Live and let live, man. Mm-hmm. I don't judge nobody. Live and let live.
0: Exactly. Yeah, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah, well, just to uh, uh, draw the conversation back to my uh, little <laughs> list of professional notes sorry. I have here. Yeah, no, yeah. don't be sorry. I like this because I was actually really late getting this episode together this week. So uh, it's good to have some extra stuff. But I just mm-hmm. wanted to say that what you were saying about uh, about having chill, like in all honesty, like, I think every new podcaster should have a chill. It's, uh, it's a very nice... Uh, way to get going being told what a douche you are most of the time so it's 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 helpful right like it sets a nice bar well, no i mean not with one like mine the whole point is not to have
2: uh some because that's what i have in my life i have a psychi- i have a psychiatrist and a therapist and support groups right. and medication and well, you, all this stuff like all i have yeah. in my life And and what I need in my life is support. And I have a support group and I have a plan of action. And if I get too anxious and if I get too depressed, like I have these things in my life. And for an hour plus a week, I get to talk into a box about how I feel and no one's going to cut me off and no one's going to judge me and it can be about whatever I want it to be. And no one's going to, you know what I mean? Because there's a time and a place for that. And like, I like being able to talk to other people, but, uh, so as far as that is, um, I like that that time is kind of pure. I would like more interaction. I would like it if there was like, I think that this is fun, but I would be, I still need the outlet of my totally. show.
0: Well, well and it, it seems to me like you kind of have your own interior chill anyway. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody checking you uh, whenever, you know, you feel they need to. So, well, well,
1: well you know what? I want to talk about that, Amber. I, I, I this really because this, this has been, a. Uh kind of on both of our minds and you know we were really trying to find a a a good way to just jump into it and talk about it you know know and owen has done uh you know he's done his homework as as always you know and he's Mm -hmm. come up with some some topics he wants to talk about but but uh i don't know in what order he wants to introduce him but uh uh the the mental part is is something that I, i really want to talk about uh owen you want to start it off Tell you what, tell you what. I'll start it off. This is this is what I I, I was uh, wondering. Um, as you're aware, you know, mental illness is something. Well, it's, it's it's no somewhat. It's it's a taboo subject in the black community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, <clears throat> you know, Owen was giving me uh, you know brief history. You know, on when you were diagnosed. Mm-hmm. You know, you, would, you, you were diagnosed at a late age. You know, yes. and. Uh, you know, oh, you and Owen kind of run in the a, in a similar vein. You know, but but yes. you know, as far he was diagnosed when he was twelve. Know.
2: you know, what I'm
1: saying? and you know, I, and I was I was just wondering, you know, when you were coming up, did you know that? Okay, I'm different. You know, now I don't, now you know I throw the term crazy around. You know, <laughs> but you know, and, and yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna and, and seriously though, I'm gonna I'm gonna try yeah. to be mindful of that term. Uh-huh. Right here and that, but I still will probably wind up calling your ass crazy before the mm-hmm. end of the show. So don't take it personal. But you know, <laughs> that, is, um,
2: that is fine.
1: Yeah, but but, see, but what I, what I want to know is is when you were coming up, you know, did did you know that okay something wasn't right, you know, and like mm-hmm. how did how did you just deal with with growing up, you know, like mm-hmm. when did you know that okay this is this is not right, something is not right, mm-hmm. you know, and and. Between there and the time that you were diagnosed, what was it like? Because of what, what your 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 uh your Caribbean background, right? You Jamaican, right?
2: Yeah, well, half, yeah.
1: Half, okay. Well, yeah, you know, my I'm dad's from Nevis. Okay, okay. How how was how was it like just growing up and and just you know just I mean did other people notice? I mean, mm-hmm. okay, uh, I can answer that. And I am
2: very comfortable talking about the mental health stuff, for the record. So uh, you guys are not, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: guys are like, no, I'm I'm uh, comfortable. I just don't want to say the wrong okay. damn thing. Cause see, no, I'll I call agree. your ass crazy in a minute. Okay, mm-hmm. that is very. I am
2: very comfortable with, with being called oh, crazy. Nice. Um uh, so, so here's the thing. No, I didn't notice when I was growing up. I didn't notice till after college because, so I have, uh, I don't know if we've already said it out loud, but I have bipolar disorder. And I didn't know until after college because I was in school. You know what I mean? You, you get stressed out, you're, you're in school. You know what I mean? You get a little anxious and moody. You're, you're in school. And so, uh, there, and I was in theater. So there was really no way of, you know, there's no way of knowing. You get stressed out, whatever. And then when I graduated, I did theater and I started my own little company. So, and then I started doing burlesque and you know, you have late nights and it's kind of crazy and you're doing all these gigs and you're traveling around. So there was no real way of knowing because I had a hectic life. You know, looking back, I can see the the signs now. And it wasn't until I kind of crashed and burned that I was like, oh, yeah, I can't. Life is hard, but it's like it's hard and I can't I'm not rebounding. Like, you know what I mean? It's like this this isn't this is a thing now.
0: Well you, you know? sort of you're supposed to be over dramatic if you're in theater in school aren't exactly. you? like like that part of it like that makes you better at what you're doing not it, worse. Yes and I am very very good. Like
2: on stage I'm I'm very alive, I'm very animated, I'm very good and that's my thing. And toot, toot, tooting my own horn. I'm amazing on stage, you know? That's <laughs> I I'm I'm brilliant. Oh. I, I I am, and uh, so there was no way of knowing. But then my life kind of fell apart, and I kind of had this arrested development in everything that wasn't just kind of creativity and performance. Like everything right. else, I had this this stunted growth, and uh, I just the uh, there's something called okay. So for those people who don't know, bipolar disorder is like okay. I'm not going to have a tangent. I'm not going to have a tangent. This is all about. Tangent gonna away. Go nuts, man. We got okay. Cause
1: if, if you do, we're here to check your ass. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs>
2: exactly. Okay, we'll we'll check it softly. I told you I'm not into that stuff. But anyhow, so, okay, but (laughs) everybody. Exactly. So um, everybody has a mood, and you go up a little and you go down a little. And so you go up to maybe a three and down to maybe a three, and that's a mood. You know what I mean? And if your mom dies, then maybe you go down to a seven. And if you win the lottery, you might go up to a seven. When you have bipolar disorder, um, you might stub your toe and go up to a five. Or right. for absolutely no reason, you'll go up to a 5. And maybe if there is some stimulus, you might go up to a 10. You know what I mean? And you kind of go through life that way uh, sometimes. So, and, Oh, oh sorry. sorry.
0: Go ahead. No, I don't want to interrupt, and we'll stay right there. But um, I just wanted to know, like, is bipolar uh, significantly different? I mean, it is, right, from manic depression? Because I always no, associate bipolar with it's, there it's, being a downside.
2: Uh, same thing. It's just uh, different. It, they changed the name.
0: Right. So, uh, do, yeah. You don't have a as much of a downside as some bipolar folks do. Do you? Like... Um,
2: yeah. Uh, well, recently I I, I have, uh, but it, in the past I would only dealing with mania. And by right. the way, mania is great.
1: It uh, sounds awesome. <laughs> take,
2: yeah. People take drugs so they can feel the way I do yeah. when I'm van. I have ton of energy. I'm all creative. I'm doing all sorts of stuff. It's wonderful. Ugh. But um. And you know, uh, maybe you but uh, maybe you sell all your stuff and move to another city, yeah. Buy a plane ticket and you get there a month later, and when you get off the plane, you don't know where you're going to stay, and then you find a stranger and stay on their couch for five weeks. Luckily, she was awesome and uh, <laughs> didn't did chop me up, oh, and and so you know. It's a thing. So stuff like that might happen. Um, and by the way, as a disclaimer, this is not indicative of everybody with bipolar disorder. For sure. So, um, so the, you know, that is just my personality mixed with bipolar disorder made right. me do that. So right, just right. because you have bipolar disorder, it doesn't mean you make irresponsible decisions. So just as a disclaimer. Sure. And that was just where I was in my maturity, it, you know, like no, I'm saying.
0: Like that makes sense a whole bunch. Like I've, I've had um, some pretty... Uh, severe clinical depression issues, especially in my sort of early twenties, and um, I just—I was uh, the other bipolar people that I know go like that low or lower. And uh, from your show, it seems like a lot of the time the issues you're struggling with aren't aren't those ones. So I was just curious about that.
2: Um, yeah, the depression hasn't been uh, till like this. You last year. Um, it's because it might have been. I'm not sure. It might have been because I decided that I was cured of bipolar disorder, and so I was like, I don't need these medications. I'm gonna throw them away and not take them for a year.
0: Wow, <laughs> I'm yeah. good.
2: I'm good. Oh.
0: It's, not so, so, it's, like, it's
1: like a cold. <laughs> like you know. So, so, so.
0: a- sorry, chill. What was that?
1: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut around Go ahead. Finish your thought. Finish your thought.
2: That was it. You're just you're, you're cured like a cold.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So this is my thing. So basically, bipolar, basically, when you have it, basically, you pretty much live in life at, 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 at both extremes. It's like no no middle ground. You know, it's like, you know how they say, don't get too high, don't get too low. It's either you up or you down, and that's basically how you live your damn life. E- either no. you're just at the bottom or you're at the top of, of the no. emotional spectrum. What? No. Um,
2: so that was one of the uh, – sorry, I went on a tangent of a tangent. So what I was going to say is when you were asking about uh, did I notice it in childhood. So I explained bipolar disorder. Now there's something – so to answer that question you just said is no, I don't live at just one of the poles. I go through life uh, just like everybody else kind of going from, you know, you know, happy at a three and sad at a three, just, you know, kind of going through life at whatever and, uh, and then I'll spike up or down, like, and that's called a cycle, going up and going down. And what happened to me is I started to rapid cycle, which is going up and down wicked fast. And you'll burn yourself out, and your brain starts to burn out. And that's when I started to get into trouble. But, yeah, so I just go through up and down like every other person, but then mania might happen.
1: Right. and that sounds like mental diabetes or some shit like you gotta keep yeah. your blood sugar intact. what the fuck are you going through woman I mean shit god damn see, I feel bad cause you know god damn it no offense I ain't crazy I don't know what the fuck you're talking about but you know what on the real side all, all bullshit aside I find it interesting and I find it fascinating because uh, like I asked you earlier you know uh, this is a taboo subject in the black community and yeah. What I, wanted you, what I wanted you to ask me, I mean, to answer was, how did your family, you know, how did your family take it? I mean, were, I mean, were they kind of like, ah, not my daughter, not my daughter. Girl, you just need a foot in your ass. You Ain't nothing wrong with you. You know, because basically, cause that's how black people handle shit. You know, like when we're coming up, you know how it is. When you're your kid acting crazy, I will knock some sense in your damn head. You know what I'm saying? Cause, I mean, and, and who's to say? Maybe there's really something going on up there. You know, but, you know, in the black community, it's just kind of like pushed aside. And even if it's, if it's, uh, if you have been diagnosed with something, then it's swept under the rug. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, it's like it's never talked about. You know, it's, 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 I, I don't know why that is. And, you know, did you get that family support? You know?
2: Well, okay. So, uh,. So I have two things about that. First of all, when it comes to the bipolar disorder, they've been very supportive um, as much as they can. They do think that uh, to a certain extent, like they want me to take my edge and they they support me and stuff. But they they're not going to go to psycho, you know, therapists anytime soon or anything like that. They're like they're not really into that. But when it comes to like uh, religion and stuff. Um, so uh, yada, 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 I needed therapy uh, several years ago uh, for some PTSD, and I couldn't afford it at the time. So a relative, uh, I asked a relative uh, who had some money, and I was like, listen, you know, I wouldn't ask, but I, I need some help. I'm going through some stuff. And this person uh, was religious, and they said that I'll pay for it if you go to a Christian therapist. And uh, I am, am very much not a Christian, and it, I went for a couple of sessions because I was like, maybe this person just happens to be a Christian, and okay. I was like, no, she was like a Christian therapist, yeah. you know what the I mean? The devil
1: is in your ass. you got the yeah. devil and in so, your ass. Yeah, okay
2: traditional therapy but brought religion into it and it was so uncomfortable and it was this kind of weird sense of so they're they're two separate things and that was an isolated incident but I do know peripherally that there is this sense of um, there is sort of a prey problems away situation uh, with, with that I do know of, and that there are a lot of people who don't go out to get help. But I do, there is, there the tide is changing, it really is, and I, I'm noticing a difference. And I studied, I studied mental health in undergrad, and I went to. Um, And I went to grad school for expressive therapy, so using the performing arts in a therapeutic setting. And uh, that's when I went off my meds. I was like, I'm fine. And when I started, you know, to, when I started rapid cycling, I was like, it's because I'm in grad school. I'm wicked busy. I'm writing a thesis. You know, that's why I'm busy. You know, like yeah, that's what it was. Sure, Amber. And uh, yeah, so yeah, um, but yeah, so um, so but yeah, there were it was there it was you know multicultural there. So the tide is turning. But um uh, but yeah, they still it's it's still there, but I would say it's that that's people it's turning. And I I think that it is something that we can focus on more is the people who are even little bits at a time supporting pe even if they're like, I'm not going but you know My cousin is going to therapy, or they were having a hard time, and so I told them maybe they want to talk to somebody. Or even if it's a situation where it's like, hey, you can talk to me if something's going on. That's a big step beyond pray
0: it away. Yeah. And now please do not send me emails, people. Oh, God. We're not even putting your uh, email uh, on this. They can send us emails at Owen and chill at gmail.com, which I forgot to mention earlier. So, folks, send us some emails. We haven't gotten any lately. Owen and chill at gmail.com. Sorry to interrupt.
1: <laughs> and if they're disrespectful in any way, shape, or fashion, you know, if you disrespect Amber, y'all gonna suck some dicks. That's all I gotta say. Because I mean, <laughs> this, this is a for real. Even though you know we're bullshitting, but this is a real subject. And, and what I want to follow up and ask you is. Have you ever thought about taking what you've learned and uh, uh, bringing awareness to the black community? You know, it, 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 have you ever thought about that? Bringing bringing mental illness, you know, uh, you know, putting it out there so you know, like black people go Hey, this it, is it's not you know, hey, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Hey, shit happens, man.
2: Yeah, not specifically to the black community. I don't know
0: what community. Hmm. Yeah, because using your stage superpowers for good would would be good a good move. Probably. Yeah,
2: I mean, I absolutely want to be about awareness, and I don't know for— Okay, so I feel like with the different areas of my life that there have been different— like, my whole thing with the arts has been about black women— Not black people, not women, but when it comes to, like, recently, it's been, you know, black women and how we're represented, and when I did burlesque, it was about women and body image, and it feels like there's just always been a different group for the different stuff in my life and when it comes to mental mental health issues i don't know what that group is going to be yeah. but it doesn't right. feel like it's going to be the black community and i think partially it is because a lot of the issues is tied into religion and i'm not getting into that yeah, yeah. i feel i'm not to deal with that hurdle i i don't have it <laughs>
1: Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right then. All right then. All right, Owen. Let's move on to the to the good part. <laughs> so, uh, let me see. We've covered we've covered two of your topics. We're well, kind of sort of, but not really. We've covered the sex the sex well, sex not necessarily sexy, but damn sure cover the sex part <laughs> and the mental part. Let's, and we well, have kind of touched on the black
0: part. So what, I, what do you want to do I, next, Owen? Well, I got a couple of things that are. Uh, this is pretty much an awesome segue into that. And just to fuck up that segue, I would like to point out that I forgot to mention that this is in fact the first episode in our segment that I want to do called Behind the Spare Bedroom Microphones, where we, um, as brand new podcasters who have been ripping off podcasts that we like just by listening to them, are going to get them on the show individually. Hopefully we'll get members of Chornilla, Black Eye Who Tips, and any other podcasters who are listening, Sharif Jackson, anybody like that, anybody out there, uh, we'd love to have you on. And basically what we're going to do is take your skills and steal them on the air in public instead no, of just what,
1: the, No, to the that's what no that's what the No, that's what the fuck he gonna do. I, I ain't feeling <laughs> shit. Damn that. I'm gonna be me. That, that's so I'll send all emails to Owen thieving ass, okay? <laughs> that nigga the crook. I ain't stealing shit from I'm no white. damn body. I can't help
0: it. I look over, see a black person doing something well and I just have to steal it. That's how it goes.
1: Mm, you sorry. know what? It's oh, in my I'm
0: I'm
2: Exactly. (laughs) Okay, Elvis.
0: Yeah. And every other white musician ever. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's that's the other part of it. I am a musician. Like, as a white musician, I am genetically programmed to behave that way. I apologize, but um, you guys are still here, so it can't be that bad.
1: Take the musician part out of it and just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> You're white. <laughs> you were programmed to do that. Okay. Uh, so we off. happen to have
0: a member of Chonilla calling in uh, while we are playing here. Let's see if we can bring him in. Uh, hey, what's up? Hey, we're, what's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. We're recording, man. I just went over to you. Hang on. I'm going to uh, call you back. Sorry about that, guys. Oh, hello. Sorry about that guys uh, Cloth just no called there uh, I'm going to give him a call back here See if I can add him to the call See what he's doing What mm-hmm. the fuck he want I don't know but he's <laughs> our he's our boy So we better call him
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck him I'm Fucking up American hip hop like that I was, just
0: Fuck him <laughs> I Like he know what the fuck hip hop is I just Fuck him Fuck <laughs> him <laughs> All right. Yeah, he's, uh, he's gone now anyway. So uh, thanks for the call, Club. Love you. Can't wait to uh, chat after we're done with this. So, um, yeah. Uh, what was that? What's that? What was that? Um, he just called in. For some reason. I thought okay. I, I sent him a message saying that we were recording now, but, uh, you know, that's cool. He's uh, Fuck he playing fast and loose right. as, as usual. That's all right, man. We okay. were happy to give him Sorry. a whole time about that. Um, so Okay, here we uh, are. <laughs> uh Sort of based on what Chill was just saying about bringing that to the Black community, one thing I've noticed, like I've, uh, I know you and I have talked about it, but I don't think I've I've mentioned it publicly. I'm I'm a big fan of some of the American comedians' podcasts. Joey Diaz, uh, I like the Joe Rogan Show quite a bit sometimes. Um, they kind of douchebags sometimes too, but whatever. Um, Joey Diaz isn't, I have to say. I, he's kind of a hero. Anyway, um, one of the things they seem to talk about as like essential to being a successful stand-up is being yourself, being truly yourself on stage. You're never going to be funny if you're not. And uh, uh, you are so honest and like open and just you just have a way of being... I think you may have said you have no shame several times. And that seems like a truly marketable thing. Uh, I know you've done some teaching. I think it was, it was burlesque, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah, burlesque for better. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, no problem. Um, the, and you also did naked stand up, which to me yeah. is like, holy Fuck that's hardcore. That's that makes regular stand up because those guys are always talking about how hard it is to get up on stage and bomb and blah blah blah. And it seems to me like um none of them have ever tried that. And uh that maybe um that like that just seems like sort of a, a really marketable thing and also, you know, just generally like that that is some seriously uh, uncommon stuff to have It seems hey, yeah, oh, Performing man. skills And a lack of shame Yeah
1: That must have been That bipolar In her ass Talking that damn day But nigga, standing up Shit <laughs> That bipolar Was talking to your ass Like a motherfucker Wasn't at home Girl Fuck Get up man Take your goddamn clothes off And tell a joke <laughs> Fuck that shit it is. Who the fuck wakes up And says that Or does That shit Ooh. What the fuck was you going through that day? <laughs> hey, was that during that year? Hey, was that during that year that you said, fuck, I, mean, I ain't taking no more medicine? Did that happen to you? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shit did that have on your resume, oh, girl? <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Oh, you need to. Oh, God. Okay, uh, first of all,
2: um, maybe. Well, no, it was before that. And, um, I was asked to do it. It's not like I just went up there and was like, hey, everybody.
0: <laughs> it's not, I guess this is my I act. Do. <laughs> exactly. Is this some comedy um, club? Like, <laughs> and next, uh, it's open mic night with Amber P. Holy fuck. Exactly. It was a, it's a
2: special show. It's, it's called the Naked Comedy Showcase. And I was asked to do it. And so I did it like five times. And, uh, so Yeah. And um so it sounds like you're asking, okay, so um, I have, no, uh, okay, so the class that I did was called Burlesque for Better Body Image, and it was for women, and it wasn't necessarily, it wasn't like a dance class so much as it was about helping women to feel safe in their own bodies. And when I was an undergrad, I studied uh, theater, dance, and human services, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to work with women who had survived eating disorders and sexual assaults. And use the performing arts to feel better in their bodies because they're a group that, you know, are, feel a total disconnect from their bodies, right? right. And so um, to feel safe in your own skin again. So, you know, fast forward a decade, um, I started doing burlesque and I started to inspire women. And so I kind of used some of the same tools to teach a class. That, again, wasn't necessarily about going on stage but was about loving yourself. And so one of the things that I began to see is that I was hopefully, best-case scenario, knock on wood, that I was non-ironically inspiring women to um, feel good about themselves because there's – Okay so there's a lot of pressure there's there's two things there's a lot of pressure for women to you know change the way they look blah 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 but the other pressure is if you don't look a certain way to you know stay out of eyesight type sure. of thing you right. know what i mean and it still happens and uh it, and so one of the things is i was like oh, fuck that and i remember it wasn't until like years into my performing where people would be like, wow, it's so great for you to be up there. I was like, I always felt people felt bad for people who had to go down, who had to go on stage after me because I'm fucking amazing. <laughs> you
1: know I mean? Okay. Right.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, good luck after I was up there. It's like, it's like, you know, get up there and, you know, do your little, do your little number now. But, you know, okay. And so it's like, oh. I get it. You know, I'm the fat chick. Like, that's what, you know, that's how they see me. And it's like, okay. But, you know, it's, it's, but I don't know. There, there is this thing about, I don't know. There was this thing about, um, that they're, that they kind of, a lot of these women kind of felt like they needed permission to feel good on stage and feel good in their bodies. And a lot of them didn't go on stage. It was just for themselves or to, you know, feel good about themselves or maybe to dance for a partner. And I loved that. So that is, you know, long answer to a short question is that is how I would, how I in the past used my bravery. But something I talk about in, uh, on my show now is that I'm now kind of in the place uh, where my students were in the past of being like feeling kind of dumpy and frumpy since, since my hospital days. And uh and so I'm kind of kind of having to crawl back out because now I call myself a civilian. And I remember when I stopped doing burlesque, I was like, How do normal girls do this? I used to get fan mail. Like this is bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm walking down the street and Boston. people aren't stopping me saying, Hey, I saw you in that show or, you yeah. know? And It's like this is dumb. It's like I used to be on posters, this is stupid. You know, and it's like I don't like being a normal girl. Being a normal girl's dumb. You know what I mean. I miss being covered in glitter, and so there was there was losing that, and so now I'm like extra normal, and I don't like my hair being short anymore, and I'm not wearing heels all the time. So there's I'm in a weird spot. So I. There's no, there is a line I used to say back when I was Superwoman, apparently, back before all this happened, um, is that everybody had an Amber but me, you know what I mean? Right. And so, I don't know. So, we'll see how I bounce back, you know, how I bounce back from this, because, right. I don't know, I'm kind of going through.
0: Yeah. Well, it, wow. it seems to me like the part of you that... uh that was like, as you know, the sort of superwoman part that you're describing it comes through on the podcast. Pretty solid, I have to say. Like, does man, it? I mean, I'm, I'm I crying like all that, over the place and talking about how gross I feel. But you're also talking about things nobody else would bring up and talking about them in a way that um, that you can communicate them easily. Like, you don't like that sounds sort of funny to say. But a lot of the time, you'll you'll say something and put it in words that are like. Right on the money, and I—I'm like, I would not be able to talk about that publicly. You didn't even notice, you just did, and so to me, it's like, well, maybe maybe the the bipolar invincible part of it isn't there, but the basic, you know, strength to me anyway comes through loud and clear.
1: Hmm. I'm
0: check on that.
1: I know, are you okay? I'm just like, hmm, me and you, I think we said at the same time, hmm, <laughs> okay, all right then, Owen, you go with your bad ass, That's nigga. what I'm saying, I, I love that show, yeah. I listen a lot. Shit, yeah, well, hold on, Owen, I got a question.
0: Yeah.
1: You, you, like I was uh, you're telling Amber, uh, you and her kind of are you know, in the same vein, you, 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 you You got your issues, too. You're on medication. It's like, come on. You were diagnosed when you were 12, right? Yeah,
0: that's right, yeah. So, So, I
1: mean, what's your excuse now? It don't look like (laughs) shit doesn't work for you. It looks like (laughs) shit. Uh, You you need more help than ever, I I, I, Shit, I beg you to get on your medication. Whatever you want, it ain't working, motherfucker. It's not working. It's it's not working. But but uh, seriously, though, how do you maintain, man? Seriously, how do
0: you? okay just for some background on that um i was diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder when i was 12 and i know a lot of people listen to this will be like rolling their eyes saying oh yeah another kid uh, didn't like school and got riddled by their fucking doctor after 10 minutes but actually in my case um that was not a recognized disorder when i was diagnosed my um Child psychologist was actually one of the people that came up with that diagnosis. So I underwent like months of intelligence testing and reflex testing and, and like all sorts of shit. I was I was at the doctor all the time before uh, I was given that diagnosis. So like uh, there are grades of it, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that are over prescribed, over diagnosed, but um, I'm definitely not one of them. I I absolutely have that syndrome, and. um went for a long time without without meds, I recently got back on them, and uh, as uh, people who've listened to the show will know that that 's probably not a, a big shocker to you guys but here 's the thing Joe most people who are like really really hyperactive, uh, at least for me i wouldn 't have had my shit together to do a show each week if i wasn 't uh, on my meds most likely mm-hmm. uh, like i I am uh, I'm so fucking scattered when I don't take pills or caffeine. See, what was happening for me was for years, I was drinking an insane amount of coffee every day and thinking, I don't need meds. That's fine. And recently found out, like, for medical reasons, I can't drink uh, caffeine anymore, or at least not very much of it. And um, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm like walking around in spaceman land, not remembering to fucking pay my cell phone bill or do any of the stuff I need to do. And uh, I don't get hyperactive like most people do. Meds actually make me hyperactive. And it's one of the reasons I can relate so much to what Amber's talking about with mania is, especially if the dosage isn't right and it's a little bit too high, I'll get in a similar sort of headspace where I'm so creative I can write the most amazing. Things I can come up with all these ideas, and it's incredible, but I won't sleep for three days, and I won't eat, and I'll be a complete cracked-out maniac by the end of it, and that's not, you know, that's just from taking the pills I'm prescribed, and, you know, uh, so... Actually, the dose is working fairly well, and this hyperactive fucking lunatic you've got on the show isn't as much an ADDD thing as it is somebody who's really uh, way overexcited to be getting to create something on a regular basis that people actually listen to. So that's that's mostly where that comes from. But, like, as far as maintaining, um, it's tough, man. It's, it's really tough, especially, like, my job that I do is, is something that requires me to be... On the ball, numbers and quantities-wise, with expensive electrical equipment, uh, I miscounted some uh, light poles, like gigantic 30-foot uh, steel uh, light poles. I, I got the number wrong, so they sent out an order for the wrong number of poles, which is, I don't know how many thousand dollars that would have cost if we hadn't caught it when we did. Luckily, we caught it, but like you know, that's just an example where, for me, it's not like... I'm gonna go drive off to another country and or another city and sell all my shit and wake up with nowhere mm. to sleep the next morning. But I will consistently give myself a bad reputation in my trade and be less likely to be hired in the future. You know what I mean? Like it's oh, not, shit. it's not, it's not as dramatic, but it's pretty. It's fucking debilitating. I'm telling you, it it, it mm. is like especially where. Um, Uh, My day-to-day, I often go, you know, I'll get up at at 5, get to work for 7, do my job, uh, rush straight home, cook the meal for the kids, put the kids in bed, you know, I I have, uh, my wife is around for all, uh, for, for, you know, she'll bring the kids home, and to get every little thing i need to do done and also clean the house and also have an hour at the end of the day to to relax a bit it, that can be a fucking challenge and i'll end up uh missing things that are really important bills big example uh my car has not been looked at in way too long the oil has not been changed in way okay, too Okay nigga nigga you know? we
1: get it we get it we get it got that kind okay of
0: shit. we, we you ain't
1: asked. trying to hit no checklist <laughs> We ain't got a fucking checklist. It. Well, that, like, that, that, I got fuck nigga, damn. We get, we get it, nigga. Damn. Okay.
0: Well, so okay. for you, for you, Amber, though, that's one thing I wanted to go back on was uh, you didn't. It, it wasn't an issue for you until you were around that age. Like you never had any trouble when you were a kid.
2: No, because there there was nothing to be responsible for. I mean, I was, <laughs> you know, I was flash am pretty smart, but, you know, I did, I was kind of a mediocre student, but I don't think that that had anything to do with it. Like, I don't know, like, what, what, where would it manifest? It's like I was a mediocre student because I was just kind of, you know, I was kind of lazy. Right. <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? It's like, but um, you know what? and then,
2: you, you, Yeah.
1: You know what? This is but you know what? It's it's funny. I'm listening to you now. You know, first of all, you know I'm partying off of both of y'all asses, right? <laughs> but but at the same time you know I'm partying. partying off of both of y'all motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Both of y'all are some funny, crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, this is my thing. I'm listening to you talk, Amber, I'm listening to you talk Owen. and you know, it's it's funny. If 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 you just think think about the human brain and how it works, usually when your IQ is so fucking high, it's like the rest of your body can't catch up, and ultimately, it's like your brain can't even catch up. You're so fucking smart. I would venture to say that you two are kind of like borderline geniuses, if if not geniuses. Because, I mean, if if you just think about it, y'all, the geniuses always burn out before time. It, it was a dude like 20 years ago. This dude, I mean fucking had a fucking just i q that was just off the chart, and then one day he just snapped, and basically all he did ever since that point that he snapped on was just walk down the street, pushing the shopping cart, talking to himself okay he didn't he didn't do no drugs, nothing like yeah. that, okay um I have a my my a close friend of mine, his cousin was a genius, his father had to wind up putting a bullet in his head. Okay, because mm-hmm. he just flipped out one day and just went fucking psycho, you know, and I mean, and, and even if you just if you just think back. You know, you, you look at people who are gifted. No matter what there is, is music, you look at some of these musicians yeah. who were just fucking. I mean, every time and every piece of music they wrote, it was it, every song they sang, they were classics. And look what happened to them. Yeah. Something happened. They short it, Something happened, and they're not here no fucking more. But you know, yeah. I, I sometimes I look at it, you know, in the sense that you motherfuckers got too much goddamn brain power. That's what the fuck it is, you know. Like I make fun, yeah. you know. I say y'all some crazy bitches and all that shit, and not yeah. you, Amber. I don't call them bitches. I'm talking about Owen. Yeah. He's a crazy bitch. You just a crazy motherfucker, um, Miss Lady. Uh, but I'm saying I look at people like that, and it's like, you know, that it. it, it to me, it's it, it's something to that. It's something to that, and I'm seriously, I'm I'm inclined to believe that you guys got too much goddamn brain power, oh, it, God. it, it, and I, you and you don't know, and you don't know. You don't know what to do with it. it just, it's not your fault. You were just blessed with too much motherfucking brain power. What they say, the average person uses how many, how much of his brain power? Well, you all might just use 2 or 3% more than the average person. But that 2 mm-hmm. or 3% more is just enough to just, god damn, it just, it just, it's really fucking with y'all, man. You know? I have I mean, to say
2: something about this. This is really, really, really important to me. <laughs> Um okay so there's there's two things one is a message to the rest of the world and one is a message to people with with uh mental health issues so uh which one should I start with you guys tell me mental health so so people with mental health issues well first of all um yeah th- there there is there is hope because like i know that for me i was like i'll never write another play like i will never choreograph another dance like there is this scary thing that i will never create without mania and i think that it is like you were talking about uh earlier uh uh uh, i almost called you clove (laughs)
0: that's
2: all right we all look alike Exactly uh, No I was saying chill uh,
0: Well everybody with a dick looks alike That's a lot um, So, uh...
2: But I got 14 Exactly The doesn't have 14 I don't think we'll Exactly uh, So you were saying Do you just go through life going through these cycles And it's like No and it's like even with the mania And depression what I'm learning now Kind of a year post psychiatric hospital is that that this is something manageable you know what I mean this is something I've been getting help with and I'm very proactive about my care and there's a lot of help and all I'll say is thank god Romney didn't take office or I would be homeless you know I would you know fuck him and so like there's a lot of (laughs) You, you, you know what I mean? I, I would be yeah. shit out of luck. We've
0: mentioned um, fucking Romney before.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so, you, you know, like, there there is hope. And so this isn't how my whole life has to be. You know what I mean? Like, there is a way to manage so that I don't live in mania but can still be creative. And it yeah. might seem... It it might be a little bit more elevated than the average person and still not be up in the clouds. And that's just something I have to be okay with is is just not being high because it is like drugs. It literally is like drugs. It feels really good. And I just have to learn to come down (laughs) from that and be okay with it. You know what I mean? To have a really creative office job and not see that as a failure. So for people with mental health issues, like that is a thing. That that is something that people do need to hear or that, you know, that there is a hope for that. You know right. what I mean? Like for that sure. you can be okay and that there are options because it's scary. It's scary as shit to think, oh, my God, this is going to be like – so, like, just one really quick story is um, when I first got out of the hospital, I had a caseworker. And uh, there, it was a part of an organization where, uh, uh, where they would come to your house. And so when I first got out of the hospital, I wouldn't shower for (laughs) a while. And I would just wear PJs all day. And so she came over, and like one of my things is I would just like knit and crochet and do puzzles. And so she came over, and I was she came over, and uh, I was sitting on the floor in my PJs, unshowered, uh, doing my puzzle. And she, while well, she was ha- helping me like fill out uh, housing forms to get Section Eight, and I remember thinking, crossing my fingers, thinking I hope I get Section Eight one day. And then I realized it could take several years. And I remember one day thinking, I can't believe that I one day hope to get on Section Eight. Well, you know what I mean. Like I didn't want that to be my life. It's like I don't want in a year to be on the floor doing puzzles, you know, with a with a caseworker. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like I. It wasn't that I was lazy. It's just I didn't think that there was an option. But yeah. there are, and people with mental health yeah. issues should know that that, you might, okay, oh, it's a whole thing. Now, because you might have to be on Section 8 for a while or or for a very long while, and don't let people shame you out of that. I have a whole thing of people being shamed for being on assistance. But, oh, it's a whole thing. See, I never should have started. But anyhow, there are options. I'm battling. So anyhow, for everybody else in the world, fuck you for shaming people with mental health issues. Like, everything is so complicated. And here's my thing. I've never gotten in a fight in my life. You know what I mean? I've never yeah. beaten anybody up. I've never keyed anybody's car. But yeah. some some bitch with an attitude can punch somebody out and no one's going to say a thing. But if I have bipolar disorder and I do something tomorrow, oh, my God, these people with mental health issues, they shouldn't be allowed to have guns. Take away right. their children. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everything right. has a effect. So it gets weird and I get scared. When when people it's it's like being black where when white people get scared around black people or brown people then brown people should be
1: scared because
2: yeah. <laughs> then there's repercussions. Wow. You know that's, what I mean?
1: That's, yeah, that's fucking weird. But what's 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 even weirder is the fact that your ass just got out the goddamn puzzle factory. Now you home doing more puzzles. I would think that's one of the things you would wanna shake the fuck off anyway. Like, shit, take up cooking and some shit. Fuck that. Learn how to cook some shit. You you get out the motherfucking shit, you gonna go back, you go home and make more fucking put more puzzles together. What the fuck? No one that lady looking at you like you was goddamn crazy. What the fuck? And goddamn it, you ain't had ain't enough puzzles for you to do? Shit. You didn't shit. get tired of doing damn puzzles all damn day every day? In your pajamas? What the fuck? She looking at you like but shit, we could have left your ass in there. I'm gonna come over to this motherfucking and you stealing your pajama, neck, and toes because let's see what the fuck you with at. What the
2: fuck? Like, no, you weren't listening. I said I broke it up by doing knitting too.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. My bad. Nah, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to say something. And, you know, I, I always say, you know, I bullshit with you because that's just me. I'm going to fuck with you. But all bullshit aside, you know, kudos to both of y'all for just finding a way to make life work. You know, 'cause life is a bitch enough as it is, you know <laughs> what I'm saying, and I mean God, damn, I mean life itself can make you go crazy, but I mean, just to come in the game already you know with with, with a little bit of a disadvantage, you know what I'm saying, and then have to deal with life, I mean damn, you know, just kudos to both of y'all because uh... this is like really like the most fun I've had in a good while because Owen ain't no goddamn fun. Yeah, Owen, Owen, yeah, Owen is like a little bitch. Owen calls me and yeah, yeah. mm-hmm Punk- yeah, my titties hurt. All uh, oh my tear pumps into it. Oh, I'm tear. I got to go change my cortex. All these pumps are so fucking tight. Oh, oh, my God, the Z-string is right. Really, you know, this is what I listen to all day with Owen. This is the most fun I have zum- had had. You know you not know, <laughs> nah, beyond the bullshit. Oh, you know I love you. But know, for real, kudos to both of y'all for just make I mean for just finding the strength, man, to just make it happen. I mean, Owen, oh, and you, you, you got a beautiful family. Your little one is adorable by the way. That's I saw that sweet. picture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know I you know I had to make a comment. Yeah, and man. Amber, just the fact that I mean your story in itself is amazing. You know, and just and and to learn, you know, where you've come from and to see where you are now I think that should be applauded, and I just want to, hey, both of y'all, man, stand in ovation. That's real talk right <laughs> there,
0: both of y'all. I, I appreciate right, that. Then. I appreciate that too. Like, I mean, but you know, everybody's got their problems, right? Like you. Yeah, you've exactly. Got, you've I'm got, glad I know what mine is. Yeah, exactly. Like you've got uh, your your issues to deal with that fucking mouth. So you know, like, <laughs> it's not like uh, you know, we, we all got our crosses to bear. Thank you, though. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I got my cross to bear. Being gay in America—that's my damn cross to bear. Being black, a woman, and gay in America—that's my. Those are my three crosses to bear. Boom. So, (laughs) hey, I got my cross to bear. You know what I'm saying? But damn that. It ain't going to make me. You know what I'm saying? The damn show ain't going to break me. The damn show ain't going to define, you know, who I am as a person. And then the damn show ain't going to stop me from being me. That's the damn show. That's it. The damn show ain't going to stop me from being me. You know what I'm saying? so (laughs) (laughs) fuck all that.
0: Well, speaking of being me, I got a little bit of feedback. I don't know. Did we do Mia's um, comment on Stitcher? Do you remember? Mia, (laughs) Kenny's girl? This is from November 6th, and it might have been in one of the episodes in the back there. It might have been on the last episode. I don't know. But I don't no, want to miss, don't don't miss it. don't read it. Don't read it. So here it is. She left don't a Stitcher on, uh, comment on Stitcher, which, by the way... You guys that uh, want to leave comments for us or feedback, that's a great way to do it. You can put a comment uh, through Facebook, on Stitcher by clicking on the episode, and it'll it'll show the comments bar, and you can just enter one there, and we'd love that. But uh, Mia, I believe she's Kenny's girl, if I'm not mistaken, uh, from Chimnula says. Chillin', Owen. I'm loving you. I was a fan of your phone calls to Chonilla, and I have added y'all podcast to one of my fave lists. Uh, keep up the show, chill, Owen. You can hold your own, but don't, but chill. Don't let up on him because it keeps me laughing. And for all of you out there who uh, find it hilarious, me reading um, stuff that black people send in, uh, I do too. I think that is. Very, very funny, so uh, <laughs> keep that up, love that even even our white listeners, if we have any should uh, should send in messages like that because that is some funny shit <clears throat>
1: What a dork <laughs> okay, Bill. Uh,
0: so one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Amber was um I noticed that you are an anglophile uh, the okay. mental in your. Uh, uh, title comes uh, is, is sort of a British thing, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's where I've heard it in the past, and it yeah. cracks me up because uh, my dad's English, and oh. I, live, I lived in England for uh, three and a half years. Is he is kid. he seeing anyone? <laughs> he is, unfortunately. Sorry. Okay, move along then. <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, they they lived in uh, Jamaica in the early 70s so like the first music I ever heard was uh specifically the uh Jimmy Cliff uh Hard Of the Come soundtrack so like I'm kind of a bit of a Jamaica file in a lot of ways and um <laughs> I just I just wonder where you're like cuz uh, I'm a total reggae nerd and I just love that shit and um uh, where did where did that start for you? Like was that a direct result of doctor Who or or did you sort of have a, a love of the funky toothed uh, from an early age?
3: Oh, bless your heart. Uh, it's from PBS. My mom uh, it was just on in the house a lot. and the specifically Doctor Who because my mom was very into sci-fi, and that's what was on. So I watched it too. and it was just something we bond it's something we both had. Uh, from the time I was a kid so I don't know it kind of has a sentimental
0: you know childhood thing yeah yeah Yeah, nice okay (laughs) Um, and you were sort of mentioning earlier about having a like a a, a white partner uh, podcasting uh, in the beginning and him getting irritated with with your sort of racial view of of sci-fi and that's one of the things that like I cannot figure out um, like how can you not how can you be black watch sci-fi and not be like, what the fuck, with with a whole bunch of it. Because, like, it's so ridiculous when you look at, at like the stuff and most It's so blatant. It's not even, like, it's not even sitcom uh, <laughs> under the table. You know what I mean? It's yeah. right out in front with the fucking, like, and, you know, I mean, Star Trek, the first Star Trek sort of, uh, tried to be, you know, the Rainbow Coalition in a lot of ways. And, and they're the first show to ever do that. But, you know, like, um, that must be a major theme for your, sci- uh, for your um, sci-fi fandom, right? Like, isn't that, isn't that sort
3: of yeah. part of it? Yeah, and it's specifically for Black women, uh, because it's a whole thing. So um, I was going to start a podcast called Black Chick Watching, as a black chick watching black chicks because I realized it's such a specific group and I I put together like a metrics (laughs) of like things that bugged of things that made a difference for me because even like even when black women are in a show it's not even just that they're there it's how they're portrayed because sometimes they'll just throw somebody in there and they will mammify us and it'll be like yeah. but she's black and it's like oh give me a break or you know what i mean or funny, it's uh, the sassy best friend and it's like but she's black and it's just like <laughs> give me a break you yeah, know
1: well what, well what about when they hold us up and junkie us up that, that
3: don't appeal to your senses
1: <laughs> It does like some good whole junkies, right? Give me a break. <laughs> right? And I,
3: yeah, exactly. And I love it when we're sexualized. That I am fine with. But I am not okay yeah. when we're exactly hoed yeah. up. And it, it oh, so, don't get me started with, you know, it's interesting that uh, how desexualized we are considering our history of, of being sexualized in this country. Don't get me started. Yeah, you, sure. It's a whole thing. But anyhow, well, you were saying, Owen. We, oh, yeah. But
1: you know what? What? Go ahead, Joe. But you know what? I don't know. Call me crazy. It don't bother me how black people are portrayed, you know, on the big screen or on the little screen. You know why? Leave me on motherfucking TV. Okay. Because back in the day, come back in the day, shit, you know what I'm saying? Come on, now. We, we, come on, now. When you when you win an office and you're not even allowed to go get your shit because you're black, mm-hmm. man, come on, man. Really? I, you know what? And All that Amos and Andy bullshit and shit. Dressing up in blackface. I mean, all that. You know what? Yeah. I'm just to the point now. I don't give a. I don't give a damn how we're represented. as Long as we out there, fuck that. Because you know what? We're no different than any other race. And that's one of the things that bothers the shit out of me. You know what I'm saying? It bothers like like we're the only motherfucking race people. Exactly. You know that 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 have you, you know hoes and junkies and pimps Mm -hmm. and shit, every race of people, they got their own little thing they deal with too, you know what I'm saying, so what, you want to look at my race, you want to point the finger, you want to say, it's it's what, it's it's exclusive only to my race, whatever, whatever, you know what they say when you point the finger, you got people pointing back at your ass, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, so that shit, it don't bother me, hey, Put us on the goddamn TV. See? Put us on the screen. I just want to turn on and see some goddamn black people. See? I don't give a damn. That, that, mm-hmm. don't look, that does not define who we are as a people. Our history alone, you know, speaks speaks opposite to what you see mm-hmm. on fucking TV. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So um, that, that right there, that don't bother me at there's all. No Put us on the goddamn TV.
0: TV. But there's no huh? damage? You don't think there's damage done by that? It's I don't know nothing about it, obviously, okay, being white. But like isn't isn't there some hurt hurtfulness to stereotypes being of course there is but oh
3: sorry, you go chill.
0: No. No,
1: what? I'm saying I don't I don't I don't think it's damage done, man. It, yeah. it, let me tell you where the damage comes in. The damage comes in when okay, like I think it comes in from IN. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, put it this way. I say this. If we as a people kept our history out there, kept it free flowing, you know, kept it in in, in perpetual motion, you understand know what I'm saying? Then what you saw and what you see on TV wouldn't make a damn bit of difference. You understand know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? If I if, if 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 we as black people just 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 you know reminded everybody how we got here, what our struggle was. How we got to this point would be no issue. The issue the, 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 come on, man. Who am I? Who am I man, fuck that. I just don't have no fuck. If that made any sense, okay, if it didn't, okay, cool. But you know what? My mind don't work the way other people's mind work. You know what I'm saying? And plus, y'all know I'm on that drink.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: basically, bottom line is, I don't have a problem with it. I don't give a damn what white people think about me <laughs> I, you know because yeah. you know what if you leave it to the white man they trying to whitewash out of fucking history anyway well, so yeah fuck em. So okay fuck em. you think i'm gonna yeah. give a fuck what they gotta say go ahead
3: so i want to back up one second when you said to re about keeping the history etc cetera, etc cetera. what did you mean by that just real quick
1: just you know where we come from huh you know hey how we were brought here, you well, know, the, the, our contributions, mm-hmm. our, all of this stuff, you know, the shit we had to go through, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, you, like when I was coming up, black history was an important part of my development. You mm-hmm. know, and, and it wasn't just something that we paid attention to in February. Yeah. You know, back in the day, you know, black churches were, were they were real. And you would talk black history year mm-hmm. round. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you would talk, it, it was, it was, nowadays it's just, Martin Luther King, man, screw that! Yeah. Everybody knew about that. But I'm talking about we learned about you know our black poets. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, we learned about you know just just every, everything that they did not teach you in the history book. We learned we learned. Nice. we learned about our black inventors. We learned about our black philosophers. We learned I mean we learned about yeah I, I, I talking about black people who wasn't even living in America. We learned about them because they made a contribution too. They could be they, mm-hmm. they were what million miles across the water, but they made a contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all cause we cause we, are, we all we, we all come from the same pussy mm-hmm. black pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's real talk.
3: Yes, it is. Okay, so first of all, you just you just struck something for me and, and planted a seed. I, I don't, I am not going to, I don't know necessarily that there's, I'm going to go out and do an action item. I don't think that that's, you know, where my path in life is going to start something, but it's, it's for, for the greater collective to start a program or open a center Do you know what I mean? But I feel like for my personal life that this is going to instill something for me to do in a pretty like go out and get a book kind of way, like to make this a part of my own journey. But because I don't want to be one of those people who's like, I am so going to get on this. Let's start a thing because it's like that would be disingenuous. But you have planted a seed for me and I wanted you to know that that's true. And I also wanted to just really quickly let you know that uh, I'm... The thing about when I'm saying black chick watching, uh, I think it's pretty it's kind of seen as kind pretty frivolous that it's like it's black women in a sci-fi thing. and I think that it's it 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 is kind of superficial. one, I'm in the arts, so it's kind yeah. of a thing. and the other thing is it's a collective it's a collective representation of what a society. Even though it's um, made up, it is a collective representation of what the collective has decided should be presented. Do you know what I mean? And so when we are... It, what is excluded from the screen and the stage, mostly the, mostly the screen, is also excluded in life. You know what I mean? And so whatever is not up there is usually ignored elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? And um, do you know what I mean? And so for me, I don't like that there are so many people who are so down with the way that black women are treated and mistreated. And um, I remember I had a black guy friend who I was like, "Yo, it's, you know, it sucks that, you know, black women aren't in movies. And he's like, well, it's not going to sell tickets. And I was like, still, that's bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't get why you're still mad about this. Really? Mm -hmm. This is like when white people will say, why are you still mad about slavery? It's like, okay,
2: (laughs) do
3: do, do you know what I mean? And so there is this thing of like, why don't you just get over it? Like shut up about it. And that is why it's important to me. It's kind of like this, it's, I, I get that it's like, it's just a TV show, but it's like, Okay, you so know, one, you know one quick thing that kind of just encapsulates everything, and then I promise, it, it's short, I promise. So with Doctor Who, Doctor Who is a metaphor for everything. Doctor Who, when it came back, I, did you just groan? Chill.
1: Chill. No, I, I, no, I was just like, huh, like, like,
3: go ahead, <laughs> okay. Creepy,
1: nigga, huh. So, so Doctor, God damn
3: it, <laughs> Okay, so Doctor Who. I'm um, not even going to explain the show, but Doctor Who had uh, four seasons that were directed, were produced by a gay man, and during that season, it had a slightly chubby white chick, a black chick, and a woman over forty. Um, the new guy is a straight white man, and he has. Young white kids, yeah um th- you know what I mean, and so oh yeah. and and he also the the gay guy had you know just diversity in all sorts of ways it had the first uh bisexual character, like he did all sorts of stuff because he and now the show is very Hollywood, and it's just you, do, do you know what I mean it's
0: so different i like for me it it really makes me think of um. Like uh, what? Whoopi Goldberg tells a story about uh, uh, when she was a little kid running into her living room, uh, running running into the kitchen where her was and and running in. I think it was the kitchen, whatever, and saying, "Mama, Mama, I just saw a black lady on TV, and she wasn't wearing a maid's outfit. Oh, and it was uh, it was Uhura. It was the first time mm. she had ever seen her. Right now you know whatever anybody might want to say about Whoopi goldberg it seems to me like having that strong normal or whatever uh not not magnified not junkied or whatever person on tv uh has value i mean i might i might be wrong on that but it it seems to me like there are there are values to be had from that like i don't know like firefly uh yes I love she's her. She's fucking badass, and it's not because she's black. But mm-hmm. she, her character, isn't screwed around with because she's black either. She's mm-hmm. just awesome, and happens to be black. And yeah. there you go. Yes. that to me is like you know. She gets to, like to be a show. person. Yeah, you she's know, not what I mean? a black woman all the time. She's a woman. She's exactly. Black. She's, you know,
3: so black. that's why it seems like it's just a. It's just a show. But it, it's what it represents, and it's how much people are okay and dismissive of a group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why why right. are you getting in such a tizzy that, you know, it's like, just be okay with Aryans being seen as the, the best, the most attractive people who are always saving us in every movie. We're Let's post move on. We're post-racial
2: now. We're post-racial. Exactly.
3: What's just wrong? move on. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> No one would ever love you in real life. Why would they love you in a movie?
0: I had a guy tell me that in Austria, um, an American expat, who's a really cool guy, good friend of my brother's. I really like him, but he was, he's, he's from Detroit, a white guy, and he was saying how he considers himself post-racial. I was like, um, okay, I've never heard anyone who wasn't white use those words. What does that mean, post-racial? And it basically, after we talked about it for a while, it's sort of like, well... Uh, it means I'm not a racist. <laughs> That's bullshit. You know? It and, means and stop like, talking I, about I it. I'm not openly prejudiced. And like, well, I don't think he is a racist, but I think I think claiming something is post-racist, uh, basically taking 400 years of American history and trying to stick it in the software and not talk about it. Yeah,
3: it's it's saying, stop, get off my back about
0: it. But I'm another white dude. Like I'm not giving him trouble about it. I'm just like, what, what does that word mean? I don't know. Maybe it's just a term I don't hear up
1: there. Well, all that protest with shit, man. Cause you know what? Ah, eh, I see race. You know what I'm saying? I, I see race, and and you know what? I like the fact that I see race. You know what I'm saying? It it it, 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 it it's there. It it, it, it it it's not even that. I, I like the fact that I see race. You know, beautiful people in this fucking world, man. You know what I'm saying? And it, It's like, for number, number one, think how boring the world would be if it if, was if nothing but black people, nothing but white people, whatever. It's
2: all babe You
1: know, and, and, and plus, you know, hey, there are certain characteristics certain characteristics that other races have that I find very attractive. Shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, there's, there's certain things they can, it's <clears throat> table, certain things we can, <clears> hmm. <throat> Certain things that they bring to the table that hey yeah I'm glad you're fucking you you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> that's real no, talk no. I mean you know but I mean look I don't know look your friend okay whatever I, I don't even know if I'm gonna give him an A for ever for that because I really don't see what one has to do with the other okay I, I, I don't, I'm post racial I'm, that means I'm not a racist I don't understand that shit that makes no sense to me but. I just figure anybody who says they don't see race, that's full of shit, man. You see colors, don't you? You know the grass is green. I bet you put <laughs> you buy a color TV, plug that bitch up in black and white, you gonna have a problem with that <laughs> shit, ain't you? Yeah, motherfucker, you see color. Man. I don't know, don't be acting like for, for what? But, so what the fuck, then? I mean, I I, I don't get that whole shit, but ah, yeah. eh, fuck it, live and live. That's live. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my my basic philosophy: live so, and let live. We all bring our own little shit to the table, you know what I'm saying? And oh, it's just like, hey, I like being able to, a little bit of this, a little bit of that on my plate. Mm, I taste that, mm, spit that shit out, don't like that shit. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hot and spicy, I like spicy. Oh, shit, oh, you sweet. Mm-hmm. I like that shit. Mm-hmm. Yep,
0: yep. <laughs> so since we're uh, in the race part of the show, um, uh, <laughs> I was uh, I had one question for the both of you, specifically uh, for a couple of black women who are Americans and just based on listening to Karen uh, shout out to Black Eye Who Tips love you Karen love you Rod uh, they are an amazing show if you guys don't listen to the Black Eye Who Tips you are racists <laughs> um, and uh so, they for listening to her and Chill uh and also Black Twitter which um just if anybody's wondering I have like very few followers but they're almost all black people a lot of them are women it's awesome uh, and uh, you know I just love that it's it's a cool group of people to have some contact with but based on all that um is it true that all black american women love sports and especially football? No. <laughs>
3: Really, Owen, uh, you have 12 black female friends, and that's yeah. your question? Hey, that's what they're all talking about Sundays, man. All 12 of them? Yeah. That's your sample yeah. size? <laughs> I got to go with what I got. I can't,
0: I can't make there be more of them. I'd love if there were 1,200. I would love I that. think
1: what she's saying is you don't have a big enough sample. Exactly. Not a big enough sample. Is it
0: the thing though? Like is there is that a more common thing in that community cuz I don't know any white women that like football at all. Um or any sports at all. In fact, uh what's uh what uh, how does that go? Like uh, I know a few Canadians that like MMA when GSP is fighting. And other than that, like it seems to be a drought up here for the uh, sports fans. Is that is that a more common thing among uh, black women? I
1: mean, I, I think it's
0: just a woman thing.
1: If, 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 if you're going to make me term I think it's just a woman thing. Now, yeah. how many black women fall into the group of sports lover or football lover, okay, that's one thing. But I think just women in general don't care for sports too much, you know. Yeah. And, the, and the ones that do... Uh, go ahead and figure out how many of them are black or how many of are Asian, you know, whatever. I I know I like sports. That's all I know. I really don't watch TV. You know, I, I don't watch modern TV. You know, like, if I watch TV, I watch, like, old school shit, like, you know, Good Times and, <laughs> and shit like that. And, and Martin and shit like that, you know. Uh, you know, Catch an Old Bewitched episode. You know, I like that shit. I really don't. I, I watch... Uh, news, you know, uh, BBC, you know, all that good shit, MSNBC. And I like sports, and I like my cooking shows. I, yeah. I watch. Because you know, to me, uh, TV is that's brain damage food. Fuck that. There's nothing on TV that's what's entertaining to me. I, I don't give a fuck. you know. I mean, no offense to those that do. If you get if kick out of TV, God bless you. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't really watch TV. So, uh, but sports, yeah, I, I, I fuck with you. Mm-hmm. I, I fuck with you you know at least so i don't know yeah. the black thing black woman thing I, you know you know i don't i fucking know. what yeah. about you Amber?
3: yeah uh not no fan, no i think that might have I, I was trying to do some sort of rationale like maybe they're from a sports town or something i don't know i think this might have fallen flat sir <laughs> no, 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 no. All right,
0: no. Doll, you know, I got another stupid white question as well after this one. Um, based on our SEALs feedback, oh, uh, it seems to me like um, is environmentalism specifically like a white thing? Like, is that, is that just generally not um, something that's common in the black community? Oh, wiz,
1: I'm going to slap the <laughs> fuck out
0: your
1: ass. I, I'm going to slap the shit out your Boy, you bet, boy, when I come up there in the spring, boy, I'm going to slap the shit out your ass. Where can you get these damn questions from, nigga? When you back on these motherfucking fields again. <laughs> just oh! had to have a reason to bring these motherfucking fields back to the... God damn, all what the... Oh, win! Fuck you and them motherfucker fields. I hope they kill all them motherfuckers in the fields. Okay, just for that shit. I hope they club every last fucking one of them to out. I, I every last one of my loop right side the head. I, I'm serious. Club every last one of them motherfuckers. Really, on <laughs> To ask your next question, man. No, I ain't me. Entertaining Give <laughs> Get an excuse to bring them damn. Okay, I win. Black people don't care about the environment. Okay, all right. We keep all our trash in our damn house, okay? Alright? That's what the fuck... That's what we do, okay? That's what we do. We throw all our good stuff on the floor, we keep it moving, okay? That's what black people do. Alright? Next question.
0: Uh, okay, that's the reaction I was hoping for. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, we're getting uh, pretty close to the end here. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, you know afterwards. what? You,
1: <laughs> hey Owen, Owen. Yeah. Real, real quick, real quick before we get out of here, um, we gonna say the best for last when, when we thank Amber. You know what I'm yeah, saying? For sure. She is our guest. But we a couple
0: more for her though before uh, we okay. Sign off. Not quite there yet. But I just. Hey, but the, to, uh, well, ahead. the first thing I was wondering about um, your geeky side. Uh, I know personally, like. I, I I identify with that a lot too, and I feel like um, had I not sort of been lucky enough to meet a good woman and stuff, like I uh, may well uh, have been a Klingon speaker in this life. And I just wonder if like you know if there's any side of that that you're sort of ashamed of, like if if you cause you say you're not a geek, you're geek-ish or you're geeky, but like is there any part of you that's like maybe the Doctor Who stuff? I don't know. That's like. A little overboard, like you have to check yourself and be like, no, I'm not, I'm not dressing up in a costume and going to uh, a convention.
3: No, I hate conventions and I hate the community. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. It's an excuse for
0: awkward people to be mean. Really? <laughs> yeah. That sucks. It yeah. seems like... Yeah, I've always had the opposite impression of it being an excuse for awkward people to feel comfortable for a few hours and hang out. Is that what awkward people do when they feel comfortable? Is, do you, mean?
3: you know, uh, I. Uh, OK, so there's two things. I think, you know what? Uh, <laughs> maybe I guess I should have prefaced this. The times that I've gone as a civilian. I've not had great experiences. The times I've gone as a burlesque performer, I've had a great time. (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if those two (laughs) things have anything to do with each other.
1: You know, I thought I thought them conventions was like y'all freaknik and shit. That's what I thought. I thought that was like a nerd freaknik.
3: Oh, there's freak nick.
1: Y'all get dressed up up in y'all cartoons and (laughs) Oh, y'all just get the bullshit. I um, fucking and sucking and all of that good shit. I
3: thought that was all Shit. No, well, there is a crossover of the kink community and uh, the sci-fi community in some ways, but I wouldn't say that the conventions are like a double as a fetish fair. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I have a I have a feeling Shatner wouldn't mind having his ball stepped on
3: time. So. Oh Jesus. But uh um,
0: done. What are you
3: oh God. <laughs> but uh but yeah, conventions are fun. Uh, uh when you They were fun when I okay. So at the beginning when I went to conventions, I was like on panels and did work sh- and you know, taught workshops and was in a costume and yeah, you know, I was, you know, a big deal because they were small conventions and I went with friends and a group and it it was cool. And then when I went as a civilian, it was just boring and I I went to ones that weren't necessarily about things that I was really into. They were just kind of peripheral and it's just like these people aren't particularly nice or interested. They're just more interested in the topic than actual right. people. And so it was like, this blows. So, yeah. So I've got my scarf. I've got my Dalek and my Cyberman in my room. And so <laughs> those are all hey. toys that are on my... I'm looking at my Dalek right now. Um, and I he just regu- moved my Cyberman. A, what?
0: He, he's a regular Dalek. He's not like a specially equipped... Oh. Um.
3: Actually, it's Dalek Thay from uh Daleks in Manhattan. When uh, Martha and the Doctor went to man, what am I doing? <laughs> we're not
1: do. not do I this to, to me. Trying
0: an inappropriate, uh, dirty question, and uh, yeah, you missed it, so that's cool. Yeah. Oh wait, 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 Lord! Oh, so we are oh. not trying to
1: talk about Doctor Who sex. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't even going there, people. We hey, were not have having no Doctor Who a sex on this show.
3: I do have a sonic screwdriver. I'm just saying. Wow. And and a laser screwdriver, so get some DP going. I'm just saying. Yeah. See people? See people?
1: See? You see
0: what
1: I'm talking about, people out there listening? See? All right. See, y'all see for yourself, right? So it's not just me. Y'all see this, right? Okay.
3: Okay. Oops, there goes my tonight. skirt up over my head. <laughs> oh my
0: <laughs> So like I just wanted to, to oh, mention shit. Oh
1: shit. Oh my. Exactly.
0: Oh, gosh, Amber, that's awesome. Uh like I I like I say, uh big fan. And uh one thing that i I got out of your show that, that I, I take into every episode we do is, you know, the, the, just a real person doing a podcast. That's, that's one of the things I love about this format is having, you know, uh, real people who have jobs and all that stuff, be able to listen to them each week, find out what's going on with them. I just love that. So I, I thank you for that. And, uh, this has been an awesome episode, man. Like, Wait, chill had a thing. It... What's that? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll, I'll trust me. You know, Fuck, fuck on, you know. First of all, fuck, fuck on, cause, you know, nigga, I just told you I want to say the best for last, I know. you know, and thank person. The then you could do yours last. What's wrong with and, and, that? because you don't listen, goddamn it. That's why, because your motherfucking ass don't listen, goddamn it. Nah, did you take your medicine today? Yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Nah, but real talk though. Um, I just I just want to um. Give a shout out to a a, a, a few new friends that uh, that I acquired on Facebook in your face, niggas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Mia Ford. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Little Rock Arkansas. Hey, look it up. Look it up, man. That that, that hey, that, that's some powerful. I that, some powerful shit right there, Little Rock Arkansas. Okay. Um, yeah, we got Desmond Hill. You know what I'm saying? Um, even though she's not new, you know what I'm saying? Um. Diana, God, I hope I pronounced your name right. Oh, my God, I, I really hope I pronounced your name right. Diana. I want to give you a shout-out, Um, tell you thanks for the love and thanks for the support. Um, Everybody else out there, you know what I'm saying, who puts up with us and listen to us, man, we, we really appreciate it. Hey, and can y'all please send on some feedback, because this nigga having nervous breakdowns and shit, you know what I'm saying? Eat this nigga have a marriage. Oh my God, we didn't get no feedback. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, n- 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 shut the fuck up. Nigga, n- n- just chill the fuck. God, they will send it when they send it. It's true. It's true. You know what I'm saying? And I tell them all, what we doing it for? Are we doing it for the love, Are we doing it for you know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Hey, just run the real. Send this nigga some, face, some, some, some feedback, please, please. Because if I got to hear one more I said well, it's just gonna be the chill show. It's just gonna be the y'all gonna plug it every week, it's just gonna be me on the mic. It ain't gonna be no more damn on. Send him something he can smile about, please. You know what I'm saying? And uh Amber, what can I say, man? You 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 rocked it, man. You 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 fucking came through and rocked it. And uh I really appreciate you and uh especially for you know, just being willing to uh talk about what's going on with you, you know, it's a sensitive subject with some people, but hey man you, you did your thing man you 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 you, you did all right man you, you hung in there and i just want to say thank you
3: all absolutely right?
0: yeah man that's awesome
3: i did yeah. more than hang yeah. in there in yeah. my opinion well, i'm just saying but whatever i'll take <laughs> hung in there to step <laughs> on that set got,
1: to step. Those
0: okay so you know what we gonna
1: see. <laughs> the next time you come on we're gonna see <laughs> you think it's the first time you're gonna we gonna have your ass on again then we gonna see mm-hmm. I always take it easy on you the first time second time okay <laughs> we gonna see we gonna see if you can hang next time mm-hmm. we gonna talk about oh shit yeah you, you, you thought you had issues with bottles in the pussy okay all right, then.
0: You talked okay. tough for somebody that don't want to talk about uh, Doctor Who DPs. That's all I'm saying. So, what happened now? Amber was just going on about Doctor Who DPs with her various types of screwdrivers, and you were uh, backing right out. So you know, I'd say hung In's better than more better than hung In. But um, she could, you,
1: you know what? You could have skipped all that Doctor Who shit and just got right to the DP. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This if will you be be asked pre- me. the I'm sequel. The doctor, I,
3: <laughs> this will be for the Amber P Taste Like Fried Chicken sequel
0: Damn real You're Damn real start Next time, Nothing but DPs and Daleks Sweet So um, the last thing I got Is uh, just for everybody out there uh, I promise you guys a Backburner track Every show uh, And tonight we're going to have Straight Out of the Vault It's their first track from the Heat Wave album uh, That's Backburner they're awesome. Available on iTunes. And yeah, thanks again, Amber. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.
1: Peace out. Let back. us begin. Ah, from the quiet kid to a real... For the chill and the swagger stance, and keep coming back on different systems like Mega Man. something most cats can't see like beggar vans when i take the stand break dancers shake your pants so oh, nod your head and think deeply we've been completely
3: steeped in indecency it's sweet to me guess what You're and thanks for the ride on my 493
1: Jesse d's a legend i reckon if you got next protective stand here children wrecked them i damn near killed them i meant the building went the burner on blast mode asshole you to crack the vault without the pass goes Ugh. time's up up in the vault with rhymes locked ready to back up all the shit that i talk I'll drop a dozen to get your body buzzing it won't stop at nothing to keep the party jumping Send you're packing if you're lacking the skills here's a one-way ticket back to Revealing my true face is that of a mad dog. Got vibe on it, like Jordan Joe's jersey. Ouija board to big up the ghost of old dirty. Yo, I'm so thirsty, you know I'm getting mangled. Rabbit in the hat like Hoo in a Kangoo Cause you're just a rookie when it was time for rap school, you must have played harshly. The pressure wax out, what you rockin' for? Cats don't understand. The, 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 the rare, rare. Bro. waxed out, what you rockin' for? That was clever how we put words together Like you never heard it better We two birds of a feather <laughs> Beats by Jack Steers is like hockey to Gretzky Yeah, I'm cocky, but test me I'm ready to do this You don't want to get me started If you talkin' talking shit, I'ma disregard it You ain't over time I don't know when around that fucking don't shine you I'm just being honest Like I'm supposed to greet you Like I could eat you It's just the MC and me You, him, and her I make all the y'all believers When I spit this raw. From Shelburne to Rap City Who think I get this far Still I'm an underground artist No shine and stuff. Ain't got no double platinum plaques, kid, but my mind's packed with so much passion. Oh, the album was a classic, so I'm supposed to greet you like I could eat you. An MC mentality, what up? what up? Come back like I never left. Well, yo, they call me Ambition. Yeah, Have we ever met? No, you know I rock while I like red and meth, Reckon set, sets, shake the game up like extra sketch. Threaten death, catch it wrecked, then I toss it back. Cause you don't really want to when I'm on a bossy track, you know. I drop shit ugly like hell, boy. So I recommend you dress on like Elroy, Better Man, Veteran. Love from the Netherlands, back to the east coast. Rock with a definite champ. Dex stealin' jaw, killin' the track. I give your girlfriend hugs and I'm feeling the bad Bro, Cause you're just a rookie when it was time for rap school. you must have played hushy. Pressure waxed down. What you rockin' for? Keep your chats, don't understand. The, 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 the Pressure waxed out. What you rocking for? Cats don't understand.